And uh, we're going to read from God's Word. If you want to stand in honor to the Lord's Word, we're going to be in John chapter number 9. While you're flipping over there, I don't have a title for this message. The fellow in the back said, good. He didn't know how to put it up there anyhow. I'm not good with titles. Lord just gives me scriptures. Ain't that right? So if you have your Bible and you're ready to go, say amen. amen. John's in the very first of the Bible in the New Testament, so we're good. Chapter number 9. Now listen to what the Word said. And as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. And the disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents? Ooh, that's good stuff. What was he born blind? Jesus answered, Neither have this man sinned nor his parents But the work of God shall be made manifest in him. I must work the work of him that sent me while it is day and night cometh. When no man can work, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. It says in verse number 6, When he had spoke, he spat on the ground, and made it of spittle, and anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. And he said unto him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which is by interpret sent. He went their way forth. He went exactly like Jesus told him. Boy, I'd have preached right there, wasn't it? And washed and came seeing. Father God, I come here tonight, Lord, and I'm, I'm thankful. You scared me to death because I've always told you, Lord, I've been saved now for 39, uh, got saved when I was 39 years old, and I've been telling you ever since I've been saved and you called me to preach, the day you quit telling me something to say, I was going to quit preaching. And you never give me nothing this week until last night. So, Father, I commit this time to you and the reading of your word. I pray that your name is exalted. I pray these people up here do not see me, hear me, have nothing to do with me. It's nothing to do with First Baptist. It's nothing to do with return. It's all about you. Father, I pray for those that are missed here at this church tonight that as lost as they can be, for tonight would be the night of salvation. I pray, Father, that those here on each side of my voice who are hurting tonight, those who are struggling in their spiritual walk, those who have just been beat up and wore out, Father, that you'd encourage them through this word. Father, I pray for that individual here tonight that needs a miracle in their life, God, that tonight that thing would be seen as exactly what it is. And that's your time and your place and your way, Father. I pray tonight for the reading of your word, and I pray for the anointing upon my body, my mind, and my soul, Father. I pray that you'll forgive me. I am a man of unclean lips, Lord. And I know you should from depart from me, but Lord, you love me such. And Lord, I know tonight that you'll forgive me because the Bible tells me that you're just to do so. So God, would you forgive me tonight and would you speak to me and through me, God? Let me not say one word that is not according to your precious word that you'd have me speak tonight. Father, I didn't come up here tonight to be able to just to say I can't. I want to see a move of God. I want to see God move in the way and only you can do it, Father. And we give this time to you. We take his church and we rebuke the devil from it, Father. You have all reign here tonight. In Christ's name we pray, amen. You may be seated. This story that we just read in the book that the Lord inspired 
and wrote, which is aired on infallible, perfect word of God about a blind man. I tell my church, and I may have told y'all the last time up here, I know they get tired of hearing me. They hear me three times a week. But I'm bad to say, I wish the Bible would come with a DVD, you know, so you can literally see that thing transform right before your very eyes. And I just love to take the Word and just let the Lord just show us stuff through the Word. And I would give anything to see this scene as Jesus has an encounter with this blind man. It is powerful like we just read. But I have a question for anybody here tonight. And is there anybody here tonight that is struggling? Is there anybody here tonight that has woke up this day and you thought, well, life didn't turn out like I planned it. Life didn't happen like I thought it should happen. How many of you here tonight, you're hurting within your soul by the way somebody's done you, the way somebody's treated you. Maybe you're here tonight and you're just struggling and, you, and, and you're at a point in your life, you know, everybody might look at you and think you got it going on, but your marriage is a mess. Your finances is a mess. Maybe there's something happening in your body that they don't nobody know about. Maybe there's a child that laying in the bed beside of you and you're praying and you're seeking God and asking for a miracle. Maybe, maybe there's just something in you that I ain't even touched yet, but you know God is already speaking to you about it. Maybe it's just something in your family. Maybe it's something in your life. It's just not what you think it ought to be. Now, we all think right now, you know there's things in your life that are that way. You may be even here tonight, and you may think, well, my mom and daddy's done me wrong. I mean, how, how can I get to where you at? I can't. But the Lord Jesus Christ knows everything about every individual under the sound of my voice. He knows every thought, every action, everything that has taken place in your life since the time you were born until you are sitting in this church tonight. Nothing catches him off guard. Now, we just read in these pieces of Scripture tonight where the Lord Jesus Christ and his disciples has an encounter with this blind man. And it kind of amazed me that when he had this encounter with this blind man, the people that were around there, they were asking each other stupid questions. Is it okay to say stupid in First Baptist? Okay, they were saying stupid questions, and, you know, they were looking at each other and assuming that this man's condition and his blindness was the result of a sin. And, you know, they were going backwards and forwards. So Jesus had to kind of straighten them out a little bit. Jesus looked at this man who was blind, and he looked at his disciples and said, I want to tell each and every one of y'all, that this man had nothing to do with it. Why was it stupid? The order read the Bible, amen. It said that he was blind at birth, so he didn't have a thing to do with it. But the reality of it is, Jesus looked at all them people standing around there, and he looked at them disciples, and he made a statement, and he says, I am here to do the work of the Father, the will of the Father. There's going to come a time that I'm not going to be here. I'm going to be in heaven. But as I'm here on earth, I come to do the work of the Father. And that pulls it all together for me. And I know some of y'all looking at me like they wanted this dude back. But let me pull it together for you. Jesus Christ looked at this blind man and said, I know he's blind. I'm the one who made him blind. Do you get that tonight? Listen to me. Whatever you're in tonight, whatever you're facing in your life, it does not catch Jesus Christ off guard. 
no matter what happens, no matter what somebody's done to you, no matter what somebody said, no matter what you're facing, no matter what attack, no matter what is happening in your life, let me just assure you that nothing, nothing happens without the divine hand of Almighty God in the midst of every bit of it. If it's wicked, I'm telling you now, the Lord Jesus Christ is in control of the devil. He's in control of wicked people. He allows certain things to happen, but everything is there so he can do the will of the Father. Y'all got several steps. Man, I ain't used but but two. I'm liable to fall. Let me move down one. Think about this. Jesus Christ looked at this blind man and he said, I know he's blind. I allowed him to be blind. I allowed him to be blind for whose glory? For my glory. And if you're here tonight, I want you to understand wherever you're at, whatever you're going through, whatever has happened in your life, good, bad, whatever it is, make no mistake, God designed it to give His name glory. And it would do you and I some good tonight to realize that we are exactly what God intended for you and me to be. Whatever you're doing, whatever you're going through, I promise you, God's got a plan. And Jesus Christ looked at them guys, and they were all yakking and yakking about what they'd done. And Jesus said, I know he's blind. i got a plan. I planned on his situation. I wonder how many of you in this church tonight, you've allowed the devil to lie to you long enough that your current situation is the end. No, it's only the beginning. You make a decision what you are going to do with what God has placed in your life. Now, y'all hold on for just a second. Do you know that you can make a mess of your life? Say something. You know it's the truth. You can make a mess of your life. You can make stupid decisions and do things that are out of the will of God. You can sin against God. You can sin against your family, your home, your church, your life. And you can make a mess out of it. And I'm here tonight to tell you, God will take that mess and turn it around to use it to glorify His name. Right? Now, all I'm trying to get you to understand tonight, as we're looking at these texts, Jesus Christ looked at the crowd and this blind man there, and they were judging him. Y'all ever had anybody pass judgment on you? There's one of you. Okay. Y'all ever had anybody pass judgment on you? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Over there? Yes. And, and, and these people have passed judgment on this man. And if you'll notice something, we know according to the Bible... That is absolutely perfect. They saw that man as a stroke of God on him because of they thought sin. Listen to me. These people saw a blind man, but what did Jesus see? What did Jesus see? He saw an opportunity. Don't ever think that in the current state or whatever situation you're in, even though you might have created that mess, the Lord Jesus Christ desired to take it and turn it around and glorify His name. Jesus Christ always sees glory in His children. Why is that? Because you're washed in the blood of the Lamb. Even when you sin, He sees you and loves you. He might chastise you. He might burden you. But He loves you. And if you're here tonight, God's brought me here tonight to try to encourage you. I'm telling you, it's easy to get down, to listen to the crowd. It's easy to get down and listen to the devil and people around you attack you in your home and your family and your children. It's easy to get discouraged, ain't it? 
Yeah, I'm the only one that gets discouraged, man. But I tell you, it's easy to get discouraged. But would it do every one of us good here tonight on this rainy night to say, God, I'm yours. Even though this thing looks like a mess and I ain't figured out quite what you're doing yet, there's a glory to be done and it's going to be done for Jesus. You've got to have that mentality. If you do not have that mentality, you're messing up, friend. The devil will wire you out. He will absolutely have a field day with you and people around you will literally, you over by yourself, don't you? Have a field day with you. I'm not used to somebody behind me, you know. I'm just messing with her. She's over there. All right. Well, anyway, where was I at? I've done taught all that. That's the first verse, ain't it, Kenny? Second verse. I'm in trouble. We're going to be here all night. Anyway, this blind man's there, and I want y'all to notice something about that story. The blind man's there. Jesus comes by, and there's this huge conversation about the blind man, and the blind man's just standing there because what? He's blind, and he's just standing there. But if you'll notice through those texts, I figured out something. I'm sharp as a tack, buddy. He never said a word, did he? He never opened his mouth. I want to share something with each and every one of y'all here tonight. Whatever you're going through in your life, there are times that you need to be like the blind man. Just be still. And just be quiet. And let God be God. Too long we have tried our very best to fix our situation. You can't fix your situation. You think you can fix your wayward children? You're wrong, friend. You think you can fix people who attack you, come upon you? No, it ain't happening. The troubles that you're in, you can't fix your marriage. It's got to be God. And this blind man sets an example for every one of us. Every one of us. Listen, we're to listen to Almighty God and we are to be what God created us to be. We are His children. If you're here tonight and you are His children, then all you got to do is just be His child. Do you understand me tonight? Are y'all always this quiet? My bunch is. I thought y'all would like, you know, run up down the aisles or something. All I'm trying to tell you is, is the truth and you know it's the truth. How many of you in this church tonight, you have listened so long to the devil and the world and people that you accept what they say about you? All you've got to do is be quiet and be what Jesus made you to be. Amen? Amen? Whatever you are. Now listen to me. Now be careful. I'm not one of these easy believe preachers. If you've got sin in your life, that's not of God, friend. You know it? That ain't of God. You must leave that. Repent from it. Turn from it. So many of us, you know, we'll get on our, our high horse and think we're much better than we are. But in reality, when you get to a point in your life that you acknowledge to God who you are in your weakness, I promise you, you'll be quiet in the presence of Almighty God. This old blind boy never said a word. He just sat there standing. I believe he was sitting there. Maybe he was kneeled down. I don't know. The Bible didn't tell me. You figured out. You got your DVD. All I'm trying to tell you is this blind man was standing there and he didn't say nothing, right? And the craziest thing happens. And I, y'all might not think it's crazy, but I do. Jesus Christ reaches down and he makes a mud pie out of spit. You know, you, know, you ain't supposed to say spit in church. Anyway, spit in the church. And he made a mud pie. And he reached up on the old boy. I believe he done it, you know, like your mama used to do it. Come here, boy. You know, lick. Okay, y'all ain't getting there. Anyway, 
you know, squished it in there. I believe that. Squished, that's southern for my shit, right? Squished it in there. And, and squished it in his eyes. And the whole time, guess what? He still ain't saying nothing, is he? That'll preach right there, brother. You know, sometimes we'll get to griping about what God's doing, you know. God, you sure this is going to work? You know, God, you sure, you know? You sure this is going to be my solution? You, you sure this is going to fix it? You sure this is how it's going to work out? We don't do God that way, do we? Okay, so anyway, God's got a great plan. And he, he puts this salve, that sounds better, don't it? Salve in this man's eyes, right? And, and it's so crazy. He puts it in there, you know, he squishes it in there, and the guy's just standing there. And, and, and something happens. Something, something happens. He looks at him and said, now, go on, go on down yonder to the pool now. Just get on down there to the pool. That miracle didn't happen immediately, did it? You know, too many times we expect God just to deliver right now when we say it, amen? You know, we say, holy man, we can look up into heaven and God say, yes, man, what you need down there? <laughs> Woo, whatever you want, I've got it for you. Sometimes, you know, we got to be patient, ain't we? Sometimes we got to be what God called us to be and who God called us to be and make us and who he made us to be. And then when God allows things to go on in our life, accept them for what they are. We're to live for him. We're to stay the course. But we just got to be patient and let God do what God needs to do. And I promise you, the Bible says, if we ask it, he'll answer it. Amen? Too many times we get impatient, don't we? See, the way he takes the old fellow, you know, he squishes it in there. He says, all right, now, you go down yonder to the pond. You go down there, Salaam. You go down there to the healing waters, you know? And the craziest thing happened. He went. Okay, I thought it was crazy. But he went. How many of us, we won't do that? How many of us will get our Bibles out and go, okay, God, what you want, what you want? And God will tell you, and you say, oh, no, 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 no. That ain't kind of what I had in mind there, God. But this man did exactly what he told him to do, and he went. But now here's the part that last night kind of run cold chills up my back. Y'all got to stay with me now. Some of y'all look like you're about to go to sleep. Listen to me. This guy was blind. He didn't ask for nothing. He didn't do nothing. He just standing there. And Jesus looked in his condition and said, I'm going to do something for this old boy. I created him to be blind so the troubles that he's in will glorify my name. I have fixed it and I have placed it and I have called it. I have ordained it. I've named it. I've claimed it. And everything that that old boy's going through in my name is going to be glorified. And he makes a mud pie and sticks it in his eye. He was worse off than before he met Jesus. He was still blind. Now he's blind and got mud in his eyes. And then top it all off, Jesus tells him to go down here to the pond. I'll call it pond. It sounds better so long because I can't really say it good. But think about it. He's put more on him. Before he was just blind... Before he done got to the point that he was settled into being blind and being whatever the world called him to be, now he's got mud in his eyes. I don't know about y'all, but have you ever got to a point in your life you looked up to heaven and you say, Lord, you're going to put this on me now? I'm already as low as I can get. You're going to put more on me now? 
You, you, you're going to place mud in my eyes and that's not in reality, but how many of us in this church tonight, you know, you've been praying for something so long, you're so focused on it, and then all of a sudden tomorrow comes and something else happens. How many of y'all in this church tonight, you feel like you've been betrayed by your friends? You feel like the world don't love you? You feel like your church don't love you? Nobody cares about you, you know? And you think it ain't going to get no worse. And all of a sudden the phone ring, And it's death. Old age. Parents. Wayward children. The cops call you. Whatever. And you ever get to that point and you go, now you're going to put this on me? I'm preaching to myself. I get to the point sometimes I'll say, wait a minute, God. Ain't I serving you? God, ain't I preaching? Ain't I teaching? Ain't I tithing? Ain't I going to church? Ain't means I'm doing it. You know what I mean. And then I say, well, God, I've already got this. I've got this thing I've been praying about. I got this thing in my marriage. I got this at home. I got this and I got this and I got that. I can't do one more thing. And do you know what? I would be better off if I would do like the blind man and just do what Jesus Christ told him to do. Listen, friend, I want you to understand something with me tonight, and maybe you'll get this. Maybe you'll get on out of here tonight with a little bit better step in your walk. This man was blind, and he had more on him than he could stand. Jesus put mud in his eyes, and he says, you go. And do you know what he did? He went. Can you imagine that scene? That's what we got to do. Can you imagine this? Okay, y'all, I know y'all going to laugh, but I'm used to it. They laugh at me all the time, buddy. Can you imagine that blind man? He's a-bobbling around. He's a-falling down. He's just trying his best. He said, okay, Jesus told me to go. I'm blind. I'm in a mess. You know, back in them days, it was horrible, man. There wasn't no handicapped parking place. It was bad. And he's got mud in his eyes and he's just feeling around sore like us, you know, going through life, making mistakes, bumping into stuff, falling down. We got the weight of the world upon our shoulders and we're just blindly going. Well, let me just share something with you. That's what faith is. If you ain't willing to walk blind, you're not willing to step out on faith. Faith is a walk of blindness, friend. They ain't come out good, but it felt good, friend. All I'm trying to get you to understand tonight, maybe you're at that point in your life and Jesus Christ has already got you delivered. He's already got you healing. He's just telling you to go. But you're going to have to walk by faith, not by sight. You know, we expect God to lay out what God's going to do. We expect Him to lay out our miracles, our healings, how He's going to fix our marriage. Give me five steps to fix my marriage, God. You know, give me five steps so my best friend won't trash me, God. You know what I mean. We expect God to do that. But know what Jesus says, listen, I've done healed you. His eyes were done healed underneath there in case you ain't figured it out. He put that mud in him and he said, now you go. That's powerful. He says, you go. And what did he do? He went. He went by faith. How many of us in this church tonight, if we would just walk by faith? You've got to step out in faith sometime in your life. I don't mean to blow my horn and I don't because if I did, it wouldn't be about that big boo-boo-boo. When I was called into the ministry, it took a step of faith. I said, these people don't like me, don't know me, don't want to hear from me. It took a step of faith. How many of you in this church tonight, you've took big steps of faith, ain't you? You'd do you good tonight to look back and remember that God didn't fail you. 
God didn't leave you. God told you what to do and you did it and it would do us good to remember that walk of faith. This blind man took a walk of faith and, and he had the weight of the world on him. And then here's, the, here's the thing. I want y'all to see this. He gets down there to the pond. I don't know why I keep saying pond. I didn't plan on that. Salam. He gets down there to Salam and he goes over to the water and he washes his eyes. Can I share something with you? There were a lot of people down there washing cleaning up a lot of people when they walked down to the water it was no big deal they seen them come every day but now wait a minute here comes the blind man you got your dvd on man they're down there washing their clothes or whatever they did you know and just all that stuff washing their body here come that blind man walking by faith didn't know what was in front of him. You're getting it, ain't you? Didn't know what was in front of him, but he's trusting God. Jesus told him to go, didn't he? So he went. So anyway, the black man's are feeling around, you know, and everybody else is down there going, what in the world? I bet you they got back. And then he got down there and he washed his eyes out. And the Bible said he come out of there seeing I bet you all of them people said, that, that guy was blind yesterday. Now he can see. Let me assure you of something, friend. A lost and a dying world is watching how you live your life at work. They're watching you down there at the schoolhouse, DSS, up there at Tracy's Car Repair, First Baptist Church. Listen, they expect God's people to rise above. They do. Too long we have allowed the devil to tell us that God ain't doing it, God ain't doing it, God ain't going to do it. But you and I have got to learn something, that we have got to give glory for what God done and has done in our lives. I believe when that old boy come up out of there and he could see, I believe he was praising God and just worshiping him and everybody else was standing around going, I don't know what he happened, I don't know what he's got, but I want some of it, Right? Think about it. You remember what Jesus told him over there in red? You remember? He said, I've done it that, so my glory. My glory. My glory. If you don't get this, you're messing it. I promise you here tonight, if you're hurting, this will help you. If you're sad, this will help you. If you want to quit, this will help you. If you feel like you've done, you're going to quit, this will help you. Your per Oh, I ain't going to go there. The Lord said, don't say that. I'm not going to say that. Let me revert. Let me, let me back up. You'll try preaching without notes, boy. Sometimes the Lord will say, oh, wait a minute. Don't say that, boy. Let me back up. Right now, I promise you, I promise you that the situation that you're in, this will help you. If you just realize that no matter what happens, God wants to be glorified through it. He has the power he has the authority to name it, claim it, and revamp it, and turn it around so his name will get glory. You can go through anything that the world or the devil, or even your own mess, throws your way if you're willing to give it to God and say, God, you be glorified through it. God, if you want me to walk by faith and not by sight, then show me the way. I believe with every ounce that I am that the Spirit of God was saying, come on, boy, this is the way. Come on. And why was he doing it? 
So he'd have more cars and more junk to buy batteries for? No. So his name would be glorified. Friend, you can face anything in life if you just realize that your life is irrelevant to praising and worshiping a holy God. We are here on planet Earth. So his name would get glory. I tell you right now, that helps me. When I get down, I say, okay, God, this might be the end of my demise, but your name will be glorified. Hey, that's how you're supposed to approach life. That old boy down there, and he's just standing down there, just being quiet, being still. And Jesus Christ comes along and says, I'm going to use him. I'm going to use his current situation. And my name's going to be glorified, and people's going to see it. Think about it. What if we approach life with that kind of mentality? You know what? I guarantee you, you'll sleep better tonight. Just knowing that God's in control. Friend, God's in control of your life. If you're here tonight and you're a born-again Christian, now, you know I'm a Baptist preacher. Let me explain to you. If you're not born again, you're driving your own boat. You're the master of your ship. Your mess is your mess, and you might as well make the best of it. You created it. It's all yours. It rains on the just just like it does the unjust. Just because you attend church over here, return Baptist church, it don't matter. If you're lost tonight and you've never submitted your life to Jesus Christ, this is as good as it gets. All its pains and all its suffering, it ain't nothing but for you. That's just the way it is. It's facts. But now, if you've ever come to Jesus by faith and said, Jesus, I'm a sinner, I'm in need of salvation. I'm asking you to come into my life and I want to receive you as my Lord. I want you to forgive me my sin. The Bible said he's just to save you. And then when he saves you, I'm going to promise you, it ain't a bed of roses. I'll be honest with you, it's hard. Because the devil hates you. He hates your life. He hates your testimony. He hates your marriage, your children. He hates everything about you. And there'll be times you'll be like that blind man. You don't see no hope. All you're doing is just standing there. But you've got to keep it up. Don't quit. Just keep being what God's called you to be. You keep praying. You keep reading your Bible. You keep working and serving God. Even though the world might look at you, y'all ever had anybody ride by your house? Oh, mercy. They all do it. I'm just giving you analogies. All I'm trying to get you to understand, friend, Jesus Christ saved you for a purpose. He, he saved you and he's going to take your life. Even at times you feel like you want to quit and it ain't worth nothing or didn't turn out like you thought. He said, oh yeah, I got a plan. I got a plan. Jesus looked at this blind man and said, I got a plan for that old boy. He's got a plan for you. Don't allow your current situation to determine how you treat the Lord Jesus Christ. So many people in this world today, first time a little trouble comes their way or something don't turn out like they want. My question for you tonight, are you going to go? Are you? Jesus looked at that fellow and said, now you go. I'm going to hear to tell you, that took faith. Can you imagine it? I basically said, well, Lord, I, I wanted my sign. Here you have put mud in my eyes. Now you tell me to walk down here and get the water and wash them out. That took faith. It's going to take faith for you to live this Christian life. Jesus Christ telling you not to quit on your job, your marriage, your finances, whatever. Whatever it is God is asking you not to quit on. It's going to take some faith, friend. It's going to take a lot of faith. 
And you go out to walk by faith, not by sight. That's what he did. Didn't he? To God be the glory. You know, the Apostle Paul, and I've shared this many times, struck me so many times. He'd say, God, would you take this thorn from my side? Would you? God, would you take this thorn that is in my side? God, come on. I'm a preacher. Would you take it away? Come on, God. God said, oh, no, 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 no. Mm-mm, Paul, without that thorn, you might just get a little bit of big head on you. I've got that thorn there to keep you where I got you. Listen, I want you to understand something tonight. Many times, God has to get us right there before he's ready to move us on to our next walk. What he say? So, no, Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. You're here tonight and you feel like quitting. His grace is sufficient. I'm going to pray. Father, as I come here tonight and I try my very best to share your word, I know, Lord, that there's people here tonight who are in need. Father, there's people here tonight who are down and discouraged and wore out and beat up. Father, there's people here tonight, Lord, who just says, I can't take one more thing. Just yesterday, I had to bury so-and-so, or I had to do this and now this. Maybe there's some here tonight that'll say, you know, my mama done this and my daddy done that. I can go on and on. So-and-so's hurt me, so-and-so's this and this and that, and I just can't go on. Let us be still and let your will be done. For the lost man or woman here tonight, would you hear my plea for you tonight? I told our church this morning, and I'll tell y'all up here and these same people again, the Lord loves you. He died for your sin. You have no life without him. The Bible says you're lost and you're dead and you're transgression. I'm begging you tonight. If the Lord is speaking to you about being saved, would you walk this aisle and receive him as your Lord and Savior? You might say, well, I'll receive him right here where I'm at. You're exactly right, friends, you can You ask him right now. You tell him you're a sinner. And you ask him to come into your heart and life and to save you. He'll save you right there where you're sitting. But I promise you one thing. You will not stay seated. You will not. Because the Bible says if you deny me before men, I'll deny you before the Father. Would you come tonight in humble obedience and accept him as your Lord and Savior? He's not going to turn you away. He's not going to find you guilty. He's going to love you. He'll, He'll turn you inside out. Would you come tonight? If you're here tonight and you're struggling, I'll be down here. If you need me to talk to you and pray with you about your current situation, I'll be down here. Because sometimes it's easier to tell me and not your pastor. I'll be down here. Kenny will be down here. If you want to talk to him, you come on. Or maybe you want to come down here and you say, Lord, I've got to have some faith here. You've told me to go. But I'm scared to death. Lord, you told me how to do it, but I'm scared. You've told me what to do, but I just don't know what to do. I don't know how to do it. You're going to have to walk by faith, friend. I wish I had everything in my life, but no, I have to walk by faith, not by sight. Maybe you need to come and talk to the Lord about your walk. If you're here tonight and you've got unrepentant sin in your life and it's absolutely destroying you, if you're here tonight and you've made awful decisions, you've made decisions that affected you and your family, you made a horrible decisions. You chose the things of the world or whatever it is. 
I want you to listen to me tonight. The Lord Jesus Christ can take that situation that His name can be glorified. But you've got to give it to Him. You might think, well, I'm too ashamed. If there's a brother and sister in Christ in here would look down for you on kind of coming before God and getting clean, brother, you in the right, they in the wrong. Don't worry about them. You come on. This altar's open right now. I'm praying in the name of Jesus Christ for anybody here who needs to rededicate their life, whatever they need to do, this altar's open. Father, it's open for your hurting and your weak and your sick and your humble and your meek. It's open for all of us. Father, I pray it in your name. Over the next few minutes, Lord, may you reign supreme in your house. And Father, once again, if I've said anything that is hurting or dishonest or out of the will of God, would you wipe it away from their mind? But Father, if you've said something tonight that stirred the heart of your children, let it be. Let it settle, Father. And I name it and claim it. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen.